0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 74 of the CarCast. I'm Owen Newkirk alongside Sean Shapiro. We both are a bit exhausted, I think emotionally more than physically, after that one. I know I am. I won't speak for Sean. But uh, definitely feeling a little bit of an ugh from a disappointment level after the Stars lose game six, four to one to the Blues, to just the anxiety and tension of, of playoff hockey coming out of the body and feeling that sort of adrenaline leave you away. Sean, I guess the big question before we get into it is, will we have Episode 75 of the CarCast this season? And that's up in the air after the Stars didn't close things down in Game 6. Yeah,
1: my biggest frustration out of today was having to book a flight to St. Louis (laughs) in the final five minutes of the game.
0: Because you knew right then and there you were going to have to go back. Yes. Well, it's funny. I talked to Kenny Albert this afternoon before the game, Mm -hmm. who's doing the game, and he had to try to figure out his... His own plans. Does he have to fly to St. Louis or go back home? And he had a flight booked for St. Louis, and the NBC SN travel people had a potential flight booked for New York to be decided after the game, because you can cancel a flight quickly and yeah. if he, so, he can go home for a couple of days because he's also calling the Western Conference Final. Yeah. So that's just hey, when you're traveling and you're not on a team charter, that's the sort of way you have to live and die of trying to figure out whether or not you get a a couple days off, a little bit of rest, or if you have to gear up for that exciting Game 7. Now, neutral fans will be thrilled for a Game 7 because it'll be added drama of a playoff, do-or-die, win-or-take-all game. Most people listening to this car cast are probably Stars fans, and they're not going to be too thrilled about what happened
1: this afternoon. No, and, uh, yeah, the game where St. Louis... We shouldn't really be surprised we're getting to Game 7. I actually picked the Stars in 7 before the series started, and I think a lot of people kind of expected this series' potential to go to the distance. So the fact that the series is going the distance shouldn't be a surprise. Um, The disappointment for the Stars and for the the fan base is how we're getting to 7 based off the feeling coming out of Game uh, 5.
0: Well, and welcome to the playoff feelings going up and down, as we always talk about. It's true, though. After winning Game 4 at home, they went to St. Louis and played really well and won and took a 3-2 lead and have a chance to close out on home ice everybody's thoughts changed right Mm -hmm. because if they lost game 5 they came home and won game 6 everybody thrilled hey we're still in this chance to win feeling good guess what they're still in it still have a chance to win feeling good you're just not feeling good about today's game at home because they got outplayed and out efforted and it's not for lack of effort trying but it was the desperation that we talk about ad nauseum. Mm -hmm was higher for the Blues, and I don't think anybody can really debate that.
1: No, and the Blues were the better team today. Um, the Blues were the better team. They, they were the better team off the start. The Stars did get a little bit of pushback, but in the second period, in a very mundane second period, oh. the Blues were the slightly better team in a mundane second period. They got the one goal yeah, against no. the run of play. I,
0: I always make those lines like a soccer uh, game discussion because – it wasn't as though the Blues had a bunch of pressure and this was building and no, you could yeah. see it. It was, you know, they just went to the corner, threw a puck to the net, and Perron beat Klingberg to the puck, and mm-hmm. and it was a moment, right? It yeah. just kind of came out of the blue because there was nothing in that second period no, for a
1: while. And, and then a third period where down 2-1, the Stars didn't have that pushback or urgency they needed, and the Blues played the way you're supposed to when you're up 2-1 in a playoff game. So... This, the Blues were a better team. The Blues deserved to win. They, they they won the game. They deserved to win. Now, I'm sure we're definitely going to talk about it, but obviously the third goal is going to be the huge talking point. Yeah, that's yeah. A,
0: that is the water cooler yeah. moment of this one. Yeah. Before we get to that, let's go back to the first period. The first uh, goal came 63 seconds in on a shot by Petranzolo. Great screen in front. I don't think Bishop ever saw it. Yeah. Braden Shen was really parked in front of the net. And now, Sean... Six games in this series. The Blues have scored first four times in those six, and they've done so inside of six minutes in all four of those games. Now, three of them they've won. The Stars were able to rally from an early goal against what I think it was in game four. Yes. Um, but they did. Dallas has scored two early goals, right? They did it. Spence scored less than three minutes into game five, and they had one, I think it was seven something in the Game 2 win in St. Louis. But really, the f- Stars have, I mean, it, it was, it's frustrating, but you notice it, it's happened over and over in the series. They've given up an early one to St. Louis in just about every
1: game. Yeah, and this is not um, slow starts, as we've talked about multiple times with this yes. team. It's not just St. Louis they're slow against. They're slow to start to go against everyone. just seem
0: to not get into the gym, although they came out really well in Game 5. Yes, right? they did. That yeah, was but, an early, but went for, after
1: but, it. But the stars coming out strong early in a game is the rarity.
0: It's notable because yes. it's not the yes. norm. Right.
1: If, they, if they have a strong star, you look at it and you say, oh, wow, there's something going on. I mean, this is a team where often times, after the first period ends, I don't have much to write about because they haven't played well in the first period and it's just more defend, of the same. Usually defend yes. well, usually yeah, didn't create a lot. They were, it, Remember, they is, were the lowest scoring first period team yeah, in the regular season. So letting up a goal 63 seconds into the game, maybe not common, but having a slow start, very common, Yes, and it's something where they haven't fixed it all year, and but now your season's on the line, and it's maybe it's something that definitely is a key point going into Game 7, because you don't want to be down that way going into Tuesday, but let's continue with this one right Well, they now. did get
0: Get back into yeah. it. They tied the game midway through the first period on the power play. Didn't last very long, the power play. They got it quickly. Zuccarello to Sagan, who scored it. Again, yep. not much of a point of contention. I thought he scored on his second effort, not the first. I thought it yeah. was probably going in, and he poked it over the line, but the official scorer only gave the one shot on net, so they say the first one went. It doesn't really matter, yeah, just, but it's a power play goal, and uh, it was good for the Stars because they didn't uh, they didn't generate a lot five-on-five. Five. No,
1: no, they did not.
0: But um, they tied the game, and so at the end of the first period, it's 1-1. One, one, you're thinking, all right, well, it wasn't a great start, but they finished well, Sean. At the end of the first period, was it was sort of like the Blues had the first eight minutes, they had all the shots. Yeah, Stars didn't have a shot on goal until of 8 eight 27 in Yeah It was Justin Dowling Who had the first play And he almost scored He went short side high And then for the rest Of the period They had what 7 to 2 Or something like that In the shot department. So they got better But again It's those first 8 to 10 minutes Where it wasn't good enough Yeah Then they go to The second period And blah For 15 minutes And then David Perron Scores and I don't like to be Overly critical Of John Klingberg Because people are Seem to be so quick To jump on him And say he's not good Or whatever I think he missed the play in the moment because I think he got caught a little bit watching the puck from Sunquist coming out of the corner and not tying up Perron. Perron came in and beat him to that puck. Maybe that's being overly critical, but I think sometimes the best defensive defensemen are the ones that tie up their man first and worry about the puck second.
1: And that's. It didn't appear to be what Klingberg did on that. Well, play. you can you can be critical yeah. of John Klingberg on that play, and then you can also be happy for what he's done on the other end. I can still because, say he's like, a good Like, player, like right? he helped set up the goal. He helped have a really nice play before the goal that made it one-one for Dallas. Um, you can be critical. He, he he was not good on that play. He got beat one-on-one and lost the battle. to David Perron. Yep. And you can be critical of a player. Players lose battles from time to time for mistakes. So it's we're human. Yes, it was a mistake. It was a bad play by John Klingberg on that goal. That you can say that. <laughs> so
0: that made it 2-1 to one at the end of the, of the second period. Going into the third now. And again, nothing was going Not, to Nothing at all. Nothing. Yeah. Start, and I think we'll get to the controversy in a moment. But, yeah. Sean, my biggest thing about the third period was until the final couple of minutes where Jamie Benn had a shot, low angle, right near the side of the net, and Bennington held his post, and then Radulov got called for holding the stick right after that. That was the only quality scoring chance of the entire third period for Dallas. Yeah. There's Controversy aside, they're down 2-1. to one. They still had to come up with something, and they didn't. No. Somewhat of a, of an, a testament to the St. Louis for really locking it down and giving up very little. But uh, disappointing when you're at home. It doesn't matter where you are. You're down a goal going into
1: the third period. You need a push. And I just didn't feel like there was a push. There's no push. No, they... they Okay. Even if you know, we'll get, we're about to get to the controversy. Yeah, that's the but big part. We're about to get to the controversy. But even if, even without the controversy, the stars still lose. They're still this game. down a goal, two to one. They still lose this game, two to one. They didn't do
0: anything to score. The frustrating <laughs> like, thing, Sean, is that, well, they weren't good enough. If it weren't for the controversy, which we'll talk about next, yeah. it's still a one-goal game, meaning that they could have had some hope and a prayer that at the end they might be able to chisel one back and get it to overtime, and then it's a toss-up, yeah. right? because it's not here's what happened Pareko annihilates a shot from the point it hits Ben Bishop up high looked like in the collarbone area collarbone, clavicle right there left yeah. uh, which are of course one and the same yes
1: uh, I use the word clavicle clavicle <laughs> is a medical term
0: <laughs> It's correct the collarbone is also accepted It's a wildly common nomenclature but anyway um, he immediately crumples just yeah. drops and is grabbing his his shoulder area collarbone area writhing in pain yes in a prone, almost fetal position in the crease. I don't. I didn't go time it. I'd like to go back and look how long it took. But the play continued in the zone as Bishop's in his net, lying down, and it comes around. Eventually, gets back toward the point where Jaden Schwartz shoots it from the high slot above the circles into the open net where Bishop is still lying on his side. Yes. He at no point when that shot came in had X. gotten up and tried to then recover it. To play his position. He was still down in what appeared to be immense pain. The fact that he stayed in the hockey game doesn't matter, in my opinion. Now, what if he was injured to the point where he couldn't continue and they lifted him after that? Would it have been worse? Um, The referees followed the rule to the letter of the law. Mm -hmm. The problem is the letter of the law is is subjective. So I'm going to ask you, I guess generally about it, Sean, and then more specifically, is there should there be a difference because it's the
1: goalie and not a skater? So, I would have liked to seen the whistle blown. Uh, Me too. I would have liked to seen the whistle blown. Now, I can't fault the refs because it's a, it is a subjective discretionary call, and they did nothing wrong based on the they, rule, they did right? nothing wrong.
0: But based on the rule book, the, the the way issue
1: here. Goes. So the issue here is not the refs ruling. The issue is the rule. That's. I think that's the best way to put this. The issue is with that pothole right there. Uh, Hole in the road. Yes. Um, the issue here is the rule where if Bishop goes down like that and his mask comes off, the plays dead immediately. Immediately. If he um, if he gets that shot in the head, right? Yes. Let's say his mask stays on, but he gets a slap shot to the head, yeah. and he drops. Yes. They probably stop it immediately for worry of a head injury, concussion, something yes. like that. right. Yes. So for my my point of view on it is the rule I thought looking at the situation and looking at a goalie who was clearly not able to play his position I think that's how you should look at an injury not whether not whether the guy gets up or down or whatever you should look at whether he's able to play his position still since he was clearly not no they should have blown it dead now they did not do anything wrong to the letter of the law um, the question becomes should the rule be <laughs> should changed? there be something in the rule where if a goaltender is down and unable to play, you blow it dead automatically. Here's my thing, Sean. I think that there should be a difference between
0: a goalie and a skater, right? If a guy blocks a shot and it hurts an awful lot, well, guess what? You're not a goalie, but you're you are taking the risk that you will be hurt to block a shot to help your team. Correct. Right? And which of course yes. is not so much of you no. choosing to, of more you're expected to. If you don't block yes. a shot, you probably won't play. Yes. But and and if it, he's hurt, you play on. I'm a big proponent of that in soccer. Teams kick the ball out all the time uh, to let a guy get treatment, and I think you should play until you lose possession or whatever. Again, certain circumstances, if it looks like it's a head contact, the referee yeah. can stop right away. Going back to the hockey side of it, I just think there's a major difference between your goalie and everybody else.
1: And there's also a big, there's also a big uh, area of – so goalies are padded, yes. However – the way Bishop is lying there and the way he is not alert to the play at all, there is a huge injury risk to Bishop on a secondary shot. And here's the thing, Sean. No, 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 wait. Okay, no, no, wanna... There's a huge injury on right. a secondary shot because where he is— What if he gets hit while he's lying that, in the head? This is, right. my point. this is my point. There's a huge injury risk on the secondary shot. Say it goes back to Pareko and he tees up another one. And just, hits him where and it's and, not, and, and, not and, 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 and he's laying... Bishop's laying the way he is. That something like that's that. dangerous. Something like that could easily shoot up his leg. It could go up there. Like, there is a he lot... in the back there's, where there's, there's no pads. Well, his back was on the ice. But there was still... Well, you know what I mean. Yes, but there's I still, thought he was lying kind of on his side. There was still... There's still a huge area of risk for a goaltender that way. Um, and just... It was... It's a safety issue. Now... The other thing,
0: too, is that I think it was very clear that he was not trying to embellish a play, right? No. Usually when you see a play where somebody gets hit and they're hurt, but they're aware that their net is somehow vulnerable, yeah. they'll sprawl to try to cover it. And then after it's been cleared away, they kind of slump down and go, oh, that really hurts. I need attention. Or, But they won't just give up on it. Mean, I thought it was pretty obvious he was hurt enough that he needed attention. It wasn't a, Oh, well, Hey, he got one and that stung, stung a little bit and he's just going to, right. He didn't keep playing. And it looked, I have people tweeting at me. I'm sure you did as well saying, even watching it on TV, let alone us being in the arena, yeah. it was pretty obvious that it was serious. Yeah. Now, what is serious? Is serious bleeding? Is he near death? Is it hurt enough? So he can't continue again. I just think there should be a difference between the goalie and everybody else.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, did the refs? Did the refs mess it up? No, they called. It, they called it the way that they're that they're taught by the rule rulebook. They're allowed to make that decision. That's why they're in that spot.
0: And so the decision is, Sean,
1: is it serious or not?
0: Yes, right. Is it a serious injury or just an injury? Yes. That's that's actually written in the rule of yes. they they may stop the play if they deem it to be serious. Yes. So, so they. they I would. I would have liked. You, uh, you were part of the pool with the NHL
1: supervisor, Kay Whitmore, correct? Uh, no, I was not in the... I was not the pool. Okay. We, sent a, we had another pool reporter. Okay, but anyway... But either way, NHL, NHL uh, series supervisor, Kay Whitmore, uh, spoke to the uh, pool representative for the, the Dallas chapter, the PHWA, and he said it's Rule 8.1. Um, it wasn't... It, the refs ruled it wasn't... They didn't consider it a, uh, a serious, right. serious injury, and they were... Uh, and therefore... It's, it's a bang-bang play, and, and the follow-up was, is there a discretionary, isn't there something discretionary with the goalie, and they said not in that situation. It's a bang-bang play, and they didn't think it was a serious injury. And it doesn't, there is a section
0: of that, Eight point one that says stoppage of play, right? Yes. And it talks about the goaltender.
1: It doesn't mention anything about goalie being hurt as any no. different than any other no, it player. No, does. it doesn't. And right. really, what it goes down to is if the stars had gained possession, then the whistle would have been on. right away. Right away, um, unless the stars had a scoring chance. That's the only. That's the other one too. Where, <laughs> like, right? They are yeah, technically. Yeah, yeah. If like, yeah. they gain possession, they, they have a breakaway. Yeah, they can that, let that, it go. That's different. Yeah. So essentially, it could have been if the stars had gotten the puck, they would have. Now here's the other question, Sean. Yeah. I haven't
0: watched this back. Again, yes. now that we've thought about all this, yes. did the team stop playing because they saw Bishop down? I didn't notice that was the case, but it, it's something for us to go back and watch on video. Um, did they start playing referee? Uh, I mean, some of it's human nature. You see a guy get hurt, you kind of slow up, like, oh no, I, I, I
1: think a little bit, but not not enough not, not enough to be like they stopped in their tracks. It I wasn't think, as though Schwartz walked it in, was, and slid it, in. It, it head. was quick. It was it was bang bang. It was rather quick. Um, it so wasn't if, 15 seconds, no, was yeah, it? Yeah, no, it wasn't that long. Right. So, okay, so that's the
0: big controversy, and then of course, right afterwards, that that goal made it three to one, and then on the very next shift, the Stars' top line goes out there and turn the puck over, leading to a two on zero rush. With the nearly exhausted Sammy Blay, who then scores, he looked like he was out of gas, yeah. but he was still a two-on-zero. Nobody could catch him. Oop, I'm long and uh, <laughs> and he cranks one from the hash mark, so pretty close range into the roof of the net, and makes it four-one, and then basically ends the game. Yeah,
1: and I... by the way, at that point, Sean, the Stars still not had a created a quality scoring chance in the third period. No, and so I give the uh, I give. I know Blaze just said he was tired and everything, like that, but he I, looked really he tired. He looked really tired. and I give him credit, and, I, and, I, and but I give him some credit for, I. That's a smart shot. Whether whether he intended it or not, right? The first shot a goalie's facing after he's been knocked down like that to come on in a in, high shot yeah, slap just shot, just to come right? in and rip it high like that. That's a smart. That's a smart shot. Whether it was in a, whether it was intentional or not. I so, don't know if it was. I think
0: it was more like yeah. you said. He's tired. Oh, let me put everything behind that. Yeah. I don't even think he knew he had a guy with him.
1: Yeah, I don't think he did either. Right?
0: You probably can't hear
1: it when it's that loud. You have a 2-on-0. You, you got a guy who's gassed. If he's gassed and had a 2-on-0, he's probably making that pass, right? Gassed tired coming in and playing his first NHL playoff game. He hadn't had, played, had played it in yeah. several weeks. Yeah. So, and that was that was really just the, the more of it was. Or the game was already over, but that was the dagger That's this is completely right, over. let's
0: say the Stars find a way to push right back and yeah. score, Yeah, and it's 3-2, and then they still have time for a push. 4-1, yeah. it's like, yep, it's done,
1: it's yeah. over. That's the complete dagger, and then Bishop gets 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 leaves the game. Hudobin uh, comes in, plays the final seven minutes. I think makes seven saves. Bishop got a precautionary X-ray, um, and I guess the status of Bishop right now for game seven is right now he's fine, according to the coaching staff and according to what we were told in the Stars locker room. And any reason to not believe that? Uh,
0: here's the thing. When Monty did his post-game press conference, the tone of his voice seemed pretty nonchalant. Like, yeah, he's fine, right? Nothing to believe that he was yeah. sort of taking a breath or hesitating or anything like that. But if he is hurt, and I'm not trying to cause any widespread panic, but if he's hurt, we're not going to find out about it right now, right? Yeah, Unless he was me, absolutely done, like no chance of playing, right? Let,
1: let, me use, okay. let me use this example for how Monty can talk nonchalantly and it means nothing about Tuesday's game. Okay. We're at the airport, on What day was the last game? Uh, uh, Friday, Friday, Game 5. We're at the airport Thursday talking to Jim Montgomery about the upcoming game and how much of a uh, – and we're talking a lot about Joel Hanley. Mm, we're because talking of how well he how played. How well he played and what he could do in Game 5 and everything like that. And Monty's talking about Joel Hanley, about what he did, what he can bring for the next game. All of that stuff – when he well very much knows we're at the airport at that point, he knows Joel Hanley is not on that plane. Knows
0: completely. He knows completely, but he's he, not giving up he, anything. He knows
1: Joel Hanley is not on that plane. He's talking very not very nonchalantly about what Hanley is going to bring to the lineup. So while he said Bishop's fine and. That's that's what that's the going party line right now. We're not going to know anything for real until Tuesday morning at the earliest. Right. And who Which knows? Would be morning skate. And who knows with if, if 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 morning skate even means he could he could take morning skate and then they could monitor it and he might not even play game 7. He could they could decide to go to Hudobin later in the day. Um I'm I'm going under the assumption of we're going to find out more news Tuesday. Right now the party line is he's, he's playing, fine. He's playing. No he's fine. He's playing on Tuesday, but I could. Just I, I, your radar around, I, I, I would. Saying. I wouldn't be shocked if either goalie started. That's no. how I'm going to put it. Uh, from a tactical situation, It's well, that's a smart way to handle it. Yeah, I mean, and, that's, and the that other makes the, sense. the other thing is Montgomery handled it the smart handled the smart way too. When he was asked about it, what do they need to do? They need to keep playing. He said, "Yes, you're gonna. They, his team needs to keep playing. And that's what he needs his team yes. to do in Game 7.
0: No doubt. All right, lightning round. Okay, let's do it. Um, Alan writes in: If we're being loud and wearing green and supporting the stars, why are the playoff towels white? That's a very good question. Um, same. Uh, I'm gonna guess cost. Maybe white towels are are cheaper because it's the the default color. Uh, I don't know that for sure, but that would be my guess. Is that it's just less expensive to buy a plain white towel with and then have something screened on it than it is to buy towels that are then dyed green
1: right cotton natural fibers that color was it's made of cotton. I guess, but every every almost everyone has white rally. It's sort of the go-to. Which is kind of funny if you think about it, because the visiting team's always the team wearing white. It is. It's. Every uh, I understand it's why like, you yeah, asked yeah, the yeah, question. Yeah. Why is it not green? The blue. The Blues had a, had a had a pretty cool one for Game Four. It was a Vladimir Tarasenko jersey rally. Oh, it was Game Five. Oh, game Five. Yeah, sorry. Game and five, by yeah. the way,
0: uh, the Dallas Stars fan of the series, Dave, Dave from Fort Worth, who. Uh, went to Game 5, sat in the rain in Game 4, was here and on the video board, ripped up that towel. Yes. That was that was a nice visual. It, it didn't play well for the no. the results. But all right. Um, Colin wants to know, in our honest opinion, has the officiating this series been as inconsistent
1: as I'm seeing it? Uh, well, I think Jim Montgomery made his statements clear yesterday on that when he said yes, that the calls aren't being made. Um, and I don't think... Officiating, in my view, and I might be wrong. Officiating, in my view, has not sway has not determined the series at all. But uh, has it been inconsistent? It has been inc- incredibly inconsistent. But to think the officiating is why the stars are going to Game Seven and have lost three games, I think that is foolish.
0: No, it hasn't, yes. and it's unfortunate. The incident that we will be clearly talking about more of. But you're right. The problem I have is the fact that it hasn't been consistent within the game, not yes. the different crews. Because the the crew the, the two officials that did today's game did game one, but Correct. they didn't do games two through five. Yes, They had different crews. And so well, they were just as bad as game one. Right. And the problem <laughs> I have is that it's just not the same from the first through the third period. It seems to be changed. And that's all you want. We've talked about this many times. Whether you're going to call it tight or not, just –
1: call it the same well, from the I beginning mean, to I the end. I mean, tonight, the penalty of the of the night, he thought that, that had his definition redefined six different times in the game, was tripping. What is yes. a trip? Because that got de- redefined. Well, and the unfortunately, multiple
0: times. it's funny thing is that the one, uh, stars get called for tripping. Then Sagan draws a trip off the next face-off. When you watch the replay, now again, it's the replay. Mm-hmm. Easier for us to see than live speed. It looks like Dickinson tripped Braden Shen. Was it Shen that got the call, I think? Yeah. Who then fell and tripped Sagan. So he tripped Sagan, but because he had actually been tripped, so you really should have probably taken them both if you want Again, those are hard because it's moment, you know, spur the moment kind of things. Um, Crawdaddy, out of all – this is you, Sean, because I haven't been to all 31 NHL arenas. Which one has the best press box food spread? Um, I have Chicago.
1: Uh, Chicago's got a really good spread. Yep. I've heard that. Uh, yeah. I haven't been up in the press, but I haven't been to a game at United Center. But Chicago's as got a, a fan. Re- Chicago's got a really good spread. Um, St. Louis is not good. If we're talking about like, <laughs> re- uh, it's not good. You feel um, motivated to, to throw shade on? Uh, no, them? no. I'm just talking. We're talking about most recent media meals. Like, because I'm going. How to, about Nashville? Uh, Nashville is very good. Um, Nashville, the food is good, and uh, they, also, they also they have a uh, they do a pretty good job with uh, breakfast.
0: Ooh! You playoffs. like breakfast for, for any meal.
1: But the playoffs, and this is also this is this is this is this is public shaming of Blues PR. Every other playoff series I've covered, breakfast is provided at morning skate. St. Louis, you get no breakfast at morning. Skate.
0: Well, we have been spoiled this round, haven't we? Your well, last rounds, yes, but we got it. Did na- you
1: get na- a Nashville, Nashville for breakfast. Nashville free? provided morning skate breakfast. Um, I know every as Nashville far also held a mixer in Dallas yes, before as, game yes, three, right? Yes. As far as I, as every playoff series I've seen. And talking to others, the blues not having uh, the blues not having a morning skate breakfast or is is spread. is uh, uncommon and as somebody said as one of the as one of the serious issues as, the as one of the blues media members said to ask me today, they said, "Hey, is the Dillman in the building i 'd like to show it to the blues PR staff since they 'll never see it
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow whoa those are shots fired Jordan writes in well we have a season ending podcast." Uh, hashtag CarCast. I really enjoyed your show this season. First of all, George, thank you very much for listening. Um, I don't want to be so doom and gloom to suggest that this is our last CarCast of the of the season. Correct. Right. Um, I could see at the right time doing a season-ending CarCast at some point from a patio, perhaps. But let's hope that this is not the last one in the car. Yes. Right. Because if we're not in the car, I mean, I guess we could go get ice cream like some people have asked. But... Let's yeah. say, I don't think I think there'll be more. No, yeah. I think the stars are going to win Game Seven. I just think it's going to be a really nerve-wracking Game Seven.
1: I, I picked the stars in Seven, and I'm still sticking with that pick. And you know what? Uh, we haven't had overtime yet this series, so uh, let's let's do that. I wouldn't be <laughs> at all surprised. Yeah. Alan
0: again writes in another one. He says uh, we lacked urgency tonight. I think he means this afternoon. Mm-hmm. It's weird because we're used to saying yes, tonight yes. Um, in past. Because, first of all, Sean, this is one of the few car casts where the sun's still shining. Yes. Usually it's really dark and we're, like, bemoaning how late it is. Yep. We're sitting next to your front door going, why are we still doing this at 2 a.m.? Mm-hmm. We should be going to bed. We're idiots. Yes. He's, uh, Alan writes, in the past when that's happened, Monty has flipped the lines. Tonight he rolled through the game unchanged. Do we see a change up for game seven, or will Monty put the game back on the big three to win? Well,
1: He did flip the lines.
0: This back. is actually a misconception by multiple fans today because he started the game without the big three together. Yeah. He switched to that because they had such a poor start yeah. and kept it.
1: Yes. And nothing he did. He did flip up the lines.
0: The only time he mi- messed the lines up or mixed it after the early switch mm-hmm. was when Rope Hintz didn't play the first 720 or so of the second period. Yeah. And so we saw some weird combinations for a little bit. And then Hintz played, I think it was like 725, yeah. was the start of his first second period shift. Mm-hmm. Other than that.
1: Yeah, and Hintz was coming up. Basically, he blocked a shot with his foot.
0: Do you see the Stars keeping the lineup with the big three for game seven? Um. Not to start, I think they go with the lines from game five, I right? think so too, yeah, but we'll see yeah, um there may be some changes. Um, Fedun was back in, he was fine, yeah, right, didn't notice him no. in a negative way. I didn't no. really notice him much, either yeah. way, which is what you want you The only question I would have, Sean, is that are either of Joel Hanley or Jamie Alexiak available. Because I think that might be the other opportunity, or they could go to Hetherington because he played a few minutes. But the reason why Fadoon didn't play wasn't because of a healthy scratch; yeah. it was I, because he had a swollen
1: eye, wasn't it, it? Yeah, I don't. I don't think Hetherington's a realistic option. I think it's if, it, if, if it's it,
0: Fadoon or Hanley yeah, or yeah, Alexiak, yeah, yeah. depending like, on I, health. I
1: think the the interesting thing is because um, I don't know if those. Um, I, I would imagine. I would imagine Alexiak and Hanley might travel, and then you see what happens. Um, Because, A, both of them have – both of them deserve – have earned a spot in the lineup based on their play, and they came out because of injury. Right, so- and
0: remember, Hitch always used to say, I don't let a guy
1: lose – yeah, no, and, and so the, and the point on Fadun is Fadoon played well tonight, but he didn't do enough to say that. Um, to make it a no-brainer. Yes, exactly.
0: Gallup August, to the CarCast. I started watching the Stars to give me something to watch during the baseball offseason. Now my mood rides on every game. I even gave up a ticket to the Rangers to watch this game, possibly the worst of the season. How far down the rabbit hole have I fallen?
1: you're not down the rabbit hole. You're in a good
0: spot. No, well, the point is is that if you've gone from a baseball fan and looking for something to fill the offseason to every – you're just – you've become a hockey fan. Yeah. Embrace it. Embrace it. It's a fun sport. Scott, who is one of our Seve Nooner guys, hey, Sean and Owen, can you guys stop by, get and eat ice cream during the lightning round since this will be the last CarCast of the season? Hashtag Debbie Downer. Hashtag prove me wrong. We're not going to get ice cream. For two reasons. One, Game of Thrones starts soon. i got to get home. Yep. Two, I don't think that uh, this is the last one of the season. Yeah. Andrea, that was painful. I don't think much can be said that hasn't been said already, but early puck drop means the sun is still out. Any post-game Cinco de Mayo plans before Sean has to pack slash make travel arrangements? Favorite Mexican food dish? I say we consider margaritas as a dish, question <laughs> mark. What do you think?
1: Um, favorite Mexican food dish I'll start with. You
0: want to just ignore the, the travel arrangements? You've already made it. I've already
1: made it. my travel arrangements. I have a flight and, um, You did that in-game. I did that with five minutes left in the game, yeah. I booked the hotel and the flight with five minutes left. Um,
0: ah, internet.
1: Yes, yes. Imagine uh, the
0: days where you had to actually make a phone call? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and call the airline to make a flight? Couldn't do that during five minutes to go, right? No, no, we could not. Well, uh, unless you just stopped watching the game entirely.
1: Well, you also wouldn't really... Anywho, um, <laughs> that's a rabbit hole we don't need yes, to go down. Yes. Um, Mexican food,
0: favorite Mexican food.
1: I'm a big fan of enchiladas.
0: Good enchiladas. Good enchiladas, yes. I am frequently disappointed by subpar enchiladas, yeah. but when they're good, they're great. Yeah. Um, but my go-to, Sean, can't you can almost can't mess up fajitas. Those are an easy one to do. I love, I like soft tacos a lot. We had some the other day that were really good, but I do like a crunchy hard shell taco. Yeah. I like a lot of Mexican food. I like burritos. I like nachos. I don't mind daiquiris and margaritas. Should we have some Mexican food? I'm get hungry. <laughs> actually, I actually made steak fajitas yeah. for dinner for the house last Ooh, night. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, and they were good. Um, now that's to where we have now gotten to the point where I sent out question, uh, the call for questions. Okay. Um, so we have a, f- we only have a couple left though. Okay. Ken Junior, do you think we'll see lineup changes? Fadun out or either Alexiak Pitlick in? Yanmark. Let's do the Pitlick or Yanmark because otherwise we've already talked about the D. Mm-hmm. Do you see any reason why you'd put Pitlick in for Matias Yanmark?
1: Um, no, I think Yanmark's been good actually.
0: He's been good and he, he yeah. usually kills a ton of penalty minutes. Aaron from defending Big D. How can I make it clear that my smoldering frustration at the Stars for not playing well today is separate from my incredible rage at the officials for failing to protect the players?
1: By by, it, by saying that, yes, like you can be angry at multiple things at once. I agree that you
0: can be upset with the stars because they lost this game because of their their play today, and also being upset at that play because it seemed. Here's the thing, Sean, and maybe uh, we we over talked about this already. As a casual observer, let alone guys like us who have watched a ton of hockey and mm-hmm. I guess are technically experts or pros of what we do. The casual observer made it feel like that goal wasn't right, right? Mm -hmm. You see the goalie lying on the ice in pain in the crease. He's obviously hurt. They score to the letter of the law. Okay, they follow the rules. But as everybody watches it, everyone goes, that's not fair. That shouldn't be a goal. Something's wrong here, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's. I guess that's how I feel about it. Yes. Um, one more, Ardell. What weaknesses do the Blues have? They're not fast. The Stars didn't skate today. No. Um, we've been following this new, relatively new analytics uh, Twitter account called The Point, mm-hmm. where they—you've uh, been seeing it too. They, they do a nice job. Where they've been tracking things like possession in the attacking zone, which means actually having control of the puck, and also the things like rush quality rush scoring chances and shot slot shots mm-hmm. the stars had 11 according to their numbers in game five in st louis they had three today that to me is a huge difference in terms of how did the Scar- Stars skate or not today
1: yeah they, 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 yeah, they didn't skate today. The Blues, the Stars are faster than the Blues. The Blues can't skate with the Stars, and the Stars didn't skate today. That's the that's the weakness. The Stars need to sk- actually skate. and They the need to
0: use their speed and outskate the Blues and not let them get into the ground and pound game, correct? Correct. All right, that is it for the ones that actually use hashtag CarCast. I've got a whole bunch of other mentions that probably didn't, but we're sticking to the rule. Use the hashtag. I have way
1: too many mentions on Twitter right now after a game like that anyway, so it's not... <laughs> No, it's not. I'm just giving you no. a
0: hard time. No. Mr. I have twice as many yeah. followers as you. It's tough. All right. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Unfortunately, it was not uh, a Cinco de Miro today. Yeah. So we'll have to wait for another day for that one.
1: All right. Everyone have a wonderful day. And I guess, uh, well, hopefully we'll have another one. Soon.
0: Yes. Go for number 75.